Life's a Mitch. Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Life's a Mitch podcast. On this episode I speak to a very special guest. My next guest is a very very talented executive producer and she works for Listener here in Australia. Uh, she works on various shows such as The Weekend Project. But one you might be familiar with, and a show that I'm a huge fan of, is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. She's an incredibly talented and very kind soul, and she's responsible for working behind the scenes and working her magic to bring across some amazing audio. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce the insanely talented Bronwyn Doizak, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thanks, everyone, for coming back for another episode of Life's a Mitch podcast. On this week, I've got one of the absolute powerhouses of the matt and alex all day breakfast podcast if you cast your minds back a little while spoken to both matt and alex and shared the stories about how ridiculously single i was and probably still am to this point uh my next guest is the brains behind some amazing uh listener productions that hit your ear eardrums along the way and um she wouldn't have heard this amazing introduction i've done so but anyways without further ado it's bron doizak how are you doing today Hey Mitch, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. That's all right. It wasn't the best intro. I'm sorry about that. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I I'm liked just... it. Oh, awesome. Well, it's. I can promise you, it's going to be much more elaborate when the actual final thing comes out. But um. Okay. <laughs> um. How are you going? Uh, where are we where are we find you today on this on this evening? I'm in my house in Melbourne this evening. Very nice. It's um. It was it was at a heat wave down there this weekend. It got up to forty here yesterday. Oh really? Hmm. Did you get out much? Did you have to uh, endure it? Is your air con- air conditioning good? It, it is. I had some, um, so I moved to Orange about oh, a year ago now and it's supposed to be much cooler here and some friends from Newcastle come out to see me and um, so we, I braved it being hungover as absolute shit. Oh, two days of pure treating my body like a temple. Oh, my goodness. It's good, but I bet you guys down there. Um, It was a busy weekend this weekend in Melbourne that I... Had the My Chemical Romance concert on oh, Friday. We had a it? team. It was amazing. It was very nostalgic. It definitely brought me back to my emo days as a young youngin. Um, mm. but very very fun. And then went out for a team dinner on Saturday and a chill one on Sunday. So nice, bit of a mix. Nice. We I saw My Chemical Romance. Gosh, I would have been twenty twenty one and. Um, when the Black Parade come on, I once had hair and it was dyed black for my early 20s and um, <laughs> the sight was horrendous. But if it's anything as, as good as that concert was, plus with their newer stuff, oh, I'm jealous. I really am. It was really great. And Jimmy Eat World was the head, um, it was the opening act. So that oh, was also amazing. But rub that in my face, why don't you? I, <laughs> I was lucky enough to see um, The Offspring and Sum 41 play in uh, December last year. So that was pretty cool. I was meant to go to that, but then I I think I was sick the week that we also forgot we had tickets because we bought them so long ago during COVID, yeah. and then I forgot I had tickets, and then the week it came up, I was sick, so I couldn't go, so that was very disappointing. So now you've got one up on me, so it's even now. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't <laughs> trying to, but, yeah, take that. <laughs> so basically today I was hoping to uh, go through your bona fides and go through your life, you know, what were you doing before your time in the entertainment industry, a little bit about what Bronze about, your story. Um, mm-hmm. If we can shoot the shit after this first section now. Last year, a few hours ago, um, the section's designed to be a bit of an ice-breaking tool, even though we've met in person. Um, mm-hmm. But I was just wondering, Bron, would you like to join me in having a bitchy with Mitchie this week? I'd love to. So the idea is I let you, I can let you go first or I can. 
Um, that's up to you. I've, well, I've got one that I'd I'd like to share with you. It's the fact that movies these days seem to go for such a long time, more than two hours. It really has been grinding my gears. Does that bother you? If it's a good story, no. Um, no but... The thing is, I think even if they are good stories, you can tell a good story in under two hours. When they go up to three hours, I think we don't need a three-hour movie. We don't, certainly don't need a three-and-a-half-hour movie. Just make it a two-parter if it needs it. But I seldom believe that movies need that long to tell a good story. Yeah, well, I guess it's it's one of those things if you're a nerd like me and the second most grossing film of all time in Avengers Endgame being three hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. That was um, worth it. It was. And uh, last year they re-released the Justice League but the Snyder Cut and it was just four hours of superhero-ness. And it helps four if you're... Four hours? Mm, it helps if you're incredibly single like myself. <laughs> oh, but, my goodness. But, yeah, like the two hours is a good time, I get, especially if you're at the movies and you got to hold in your bladder you know it can be difficult well exactly exactly that too when you have to duck out halfway through you miss some of the plot what's the point yeah i guess as i said like if it's something that you're into if it's not i don't know um but if it's give me all the superhero stuff all day every day give me all the star wars (laughs) oh man fair enough and it's uh i guess one of the bitchy things with myself is today I went down and voted, so uh, everyone don't forget to vote in New South Wales. If Make sure you get in there. And um, I just posted on the local community page here in Orange, um, you know, I, is, can someone please tell me where the spots are because I couldn't find anything. I was like, cool, it's down at the scout hall, sweet. Down I go, got to vote in. And not just half an hour ago, someone uh, posted a, a thing saying, aren't you on the local community station? Why weren't you telling us this last week on your program, rah, rah? And it's like, well, Hang on, I do a show once a fortnight. I volunteer there and all I do is play music and talk to people. And it's like, I just don't get this person's approach. I'm obviously not going to name them, but yeah, I just deleted the post because it's easier not to have to deal with people that are opinionators, I suppose. And I don't know, it just is weird. That's but, very uh, annoying. And some people just like to complain about anything. That feels like very unnecessary to post. People love to be a keyboard warrior. Yeah, and it's... It's a free service that's that's like it's a community-based radio station that is run by volunteers, mostly of retirement age plus. So anyways, that's my, my bitch is just uh, people that are un, like not only having a go at you but aren't willing to hear your side of events. And it's like I, I feel like I'd be hitting my head against the brick wall. So anyways, um, that's my bitch. Just, yeah, that sort of rattled me a little bit, to be honest. But anyways. Yeah. No, that's very upsetting. But like I'm sure like over the years – all the feedback you guys get, you know, would be monstrous. So um, we'll talk about your time on the pod in a second and any other project you worked on. But first I'd like to know, you know Bron, what was the, the first, take yourself back to as far as you can remem- remember, mm-hmm. what was one of the first things that you were ever a fan of, whether it be like a sport or music or whatever, it could be anything. My first, the first thing that comes to mind, I guess, for me is the first album that I got, which was Spice World by the Spice Girls. <laughs> Spice up your life. Uh, yes, I was a very big fan of the Spice Girls growing up. I think that was my first, like, fandom experience. And I think I got that when I must have been, like, maybe five or six. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, I'm, I remember one of the first albums that was bought for me was, I think it was either Hit Machine 17 or uh, Frog Stomp by Silverchair because they were a local newie band and they were selling them at the shops at Glendale. And I was like, oh, who are these guys? And... 
And around the same time, you know, the Spice Girls were everything when I was in primary school. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like I don't blame you. So, what was it about the Spice Girls that was sort of just appealing to you, do you think? I think the catchy tunes, you could dance along to it. Everyone had their person that they were. I always identified with Baby Spice, um, but everyone had their go-to Spice Girl that they felt most connected to. Who, who would you be mo- most connected to? Oh, gosh, I would say that mostly like Sporty Spice because, you know, mm-hmm. I played soccer and, you know, she liked football and stuff, but most people would say I'd look like Scary Spice the most because, <laughs> I, I don't know, I just – just looks scarier than other ones, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> I could see Sporty Spice vibes. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and then I think from there, and and then I moved into more like, as I mentioned earlier, more an emo phase. I really loved Green Day in primary school. Still obsessed with Fall Out Boy. Loved going to concerts when I was in high school and, and still do, obviously. Um, but yeah, that was my big my big fandom. It, it took a bit of a left turn from the Spice Girls into a bit of pop punk. Well, I um I thought I was king shit because I had a polyphonic phone and I had Boulevard of Broken Dreams on there. Was in about <laughs> oh, amazing! Nine, and you'd play it in the you'd play it in the quadrangle, and the teachers like, you don't stop that. I'm gonna take it off you like and how far things have come i remember the old nokia's where you'd tune in the phone like the beeps itself and oh yeah now i don't know anyone who has a ringtone at all (laughs) free or not everyone's on vibrate mine you know what i'm proud to say it's the dragon ball z intro song (laughs) (laughs) because yeah i i yeah i just i look you i see your face and i'm just taken back to that message i sent going no wonder why you are single you absolute dickhead <laughs> oh nerd but you know you got to be proud of your, your nerdums and mine up there was that was like anime and stuff too so dragon ball z to this day almost 30 years later continues on so oh it. definitely you gotta you gotta lean into what what you identify with most and what and what brings you joy that's it so um so as previously mentioned uh you are currently the entertain oh sorry you are an entertainment producer you're the exec mm-hmm. producer on the show matt and alex auto breakfast and uh, I wanted to talk to you about like how that sort of started and you know some of the funny stories along the way. But first, I wanted to ask you as well. So, come that from your childhood and some of the amazing experiences. What was the genesis of your career? Like, how did you get started working in the entertainment industry? I always wanted to work in entertainment, and then I wasn't sure exactly what which path I wanted to go down when I was in high school. I guess picking what university course I wanted to do. So I did a Bachelor of Media at La Trobe. While I was there, I was on community radio as well, just trying to get some experience in producing at a local level and met a few people there who connected me to working at Sky News as well. I got a casual job there while I was at uni. Um, And then I guess from there, yeah, trying to learn what I enjoyed about the industry while I was at uni. So my bachelor was in media, screen and sound. So we did a bit of television stuff, a bit of audio production stuff with podcasting. And I really loved like the radio side of things and had always loved it growing up, just listening to the radio and Hamish and Andy were, you know, amazing um, and (laughs) have loved them forever. Um, And yeah, I guess wanted to be part of it all. Um, And then loved doing the community radio stuff, found there was a job going at SEA, um, which is where I'm currently working at the moment. It was in talent development. And then from there, it was doing like Sunday night, just trying to get as much experience as I could um, producing radio shows. So put my hand up to do Sunday night shifts, um, 
helped out wherever I could, just answering phones for the biggest shows if they ever needed help, just putting my hand up to be like, I'm free, let me help out. Um, And then an opportunity came to join the podcasting team. And yeah, Matt and Alex was my first full-time producing gig, which is awesome. And it's been so much fun. And that was like three years ago. Has it been going for that long? Wow. It's been, yeah, it'll be three years in May. Holy crap. Congrats. It's, 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 it's an amazing show. As you know, I'm a huge fan. Um, so that three years. Wow. I know the time has flown, I guess as well, because it started in May, 2020 when the world was still not sure yeah, what it, was going on. Um, it, it was turned to shit then. <laughs> definitely. Oh. So yeah, it's been awesome. And down there in Melbourne, you all cop a lot worse sort of lockdowns and stuff than I ever did. I was just, um, in Newcastle, what they had a Sydney had a bad lockdown, but it was nothing compared to, to Melbourne. So, like, how was the COVID process for you guys? Like, did a lot change during the time while you're at work, or like things a lot different now compared <laughs> to how they were at the start? Or definitely, it's always been a bit tricky because the whole team from day one has been split up across different states. Just anyway, we've got Matt who started off the podcast in Sydney, me and Alex, and all our audio producers and executive producers were in Melbourne as well. Um, Now we've got an awesome audio producer, Link, who works out of Barnsdale. So we've always kind of been separated anyway, regardless of COVID. But when COVID struck down as well, basically we had five different team members working in five different locations. Everything went remote. Most of us were working from home. It was a, a completely different setup to what we've got now, where me and Alex are now in studio um, doing things the the proper way, I guess, um, and not having to make shift stuff at home. Um, yeah, but it's been it's been a journey, and I guess it's fun to to try new things, and we definitely learn a lot when we were all working remotely as well. Yeah, for me it was um well this started you know probably six months after maybe not quite after that long since yours had begun, but um I was in the mines living by myself and I couldn't. I didn't know anyone in my LGA, so I couldn't go and see anyone. So it got lonely. It got it got tough, but you know, through the power of the internet and, and Zoom and whatnot, like it was it was pretty like it was I was lucky it was there. Like I was talking to my brother and he said, Could you imagine going through this crap 30 years ago? Like all you would have had mm. was your landline and playing in the backyard with the dog or whatever. But um yeah, so thank you, internet, for keeping us entertained. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's very true. Without yet yeah, the internet it, and especially all the technology that's come out um, in audio production in the last probably 10 years, it would have been such a different situation. Oh, thank you, technology. Um, so so can you just sort of, just for those of us who are unaware, what is, a, what is your role behind the scenes? And, and obviously every Monday you do ClickFish as well. So, but what does your role entail doing? Like, can you just give us a brief description as to some of the things that you have to organize? So basically, yeah, it's the organization of the show, helping getting content together for what we, what the guys are going to speak about, booking guests, making sure everything runs smoothly. They have everything they need. Um, we have callers that come on the show. So prepping them beforehand, giving them a call to make sure, you know, they're free um, at the time we're going to call them back because I guess it's very different to radio where normally radio they call you um, and you don't have to worry about that but with podcasting you have to make sure they're going to be free and yeah just lining everything up that the guys need while the recording's going on and then working I guess with the back end team 
working with the sales team to make sure they have everything they need and kind of being that link between Matt and Alex and the rest of the company. Yeah, well, I mean, logistically, you'd have to be switched on, I'd imagine. And if it's like anything, uh, like from the brief experience that you and I shared to start with things off. So for those of you who are unaware, um, I think it was three or four months after Matt and Alex kicked off, I wrote into the show saying, hey, if you guys want some funny content, how about trying to set me up on a date? And uh, finally, uh, it was only a few days. You called me and you said, hey, are you free to chat? It was like 5 p.m. on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or whatever. Yep, cool. I was on there, gave an interview, and then had a giggle with the guys the next day. Uh, they, you, I think you over, sorry, on your socials, you put out a call who's interested. And the next day, you uh, got to go and by the name of Poppy on, interviewed her. And the following day, um, we had this sort of funny little little Zoom date. Uh, Osha Gunsberg was on there. Um, Matt and Alex were popping in and out. It was quite funny. Like just basically getting everyone's uh, schedule to line up like that. Was that like a complex feat or did you at that point just knew you straight off the bat? It was nice and easy because you were well-practiced at it by then. That's um, getting Osha on that that was a that was very funny I remember now I'm thinking back to it that was very funny to have Osh Osha join us um yeah that sort of stuff is definitely just part part of part of the gig and I guess comes a little bit easier now but um yeah there's a lot that goes into the back end of producing and you have to wear a lot of different hats as well so it's not just one role and every show is so different also um like what I do on Matt and Alex was completely different to what I was doing when I worked on the weekend briefing and and every other show just runs in such a particular way that, yeah, there's no one way to do it. There's so many different things you have to be prepared for. Yeah. And is, um, are you working on other projects at the moment or what are you, what are you, what's got you busy going on right now? So I'm working on Matt and Alex. And then I was also at the start of the year working on the weekend briefing um, and empowering leaders with Luke Darcy which was a lot of fun and they were very different shows as well. All three of them have been different. And I'm, yeah, not sure what I'm going to be working on in, in future, but there might be some more added to the remit as well. All right, watch this space. And is there, uh, so sometimes uh, you hear Matt and Alex doing some wacky things because, they're you know, they're both funny guys and everyone would might be aware that they used to present on Triple J and Matt's a comedian and Alex is an Ari award-winning radio star go back and check those episodes out if you'd like but is there like uh times that come up that you get to put them through some some funny tasks that you enjoy seeing them squirm like the plank calls and stuff like that do you i (laughs) (laughs) i definitely love plank calls and they definitely hate them um not that they hate them but it's more annoying for them to do and i just enjoy it um (laughs) but yeah they're really awesome because they'll do anything you kind of throw at them and they they're usually the ones coming up with the crazy ideas so um yeah they're up for anything which makes it awesome and also got to say congratulations because in the last year you've also got married or is it the last six months you've, you've also tied the knot? Last June, yeah. Me and my husband, Steve, we eloped in Denmark. How was that? That must have been exciting. Congratulations, by the way. I know it's long overdue, but... Um... <laughs> no, thank you very much. That was, yeah, that was hectic because we planned the whole thing um, in about three weeks. Really? Which was very, very... The producing skills came in handy when I was trying to plan that. Um, but was yeah, it last that was... minute or you just wanted to, you know what, bugger it, we're going to go off and do it. Like, was it spur of the moment or? We'd been, we've been together for eight years at that point. And we'd been talking about, you know, when we were going to 
get married. We'll, we always had wanted to do it, but we just weren't sure like when the timing would be right. We both kind of didn't want a big elaborate wedding. Both got a lot of family. Um, so yeah, we were, we were thinking about eloping for a little bit and then it just um, came up that we had the opportunity to come to go to Europe um, in three weeks, like from three weeks from when we decided that. And then we we're like, okay, we'll see if we can make it work. We're not sure if we'll be able to so I tried to get all the venues lined up, um, you know, photographer, florist, everything we needed. I just want to make sure like we could get it done. Um, and then it turned out that Denmark was the quickest country you could get it done legally in. Um, a few other countries you needed like a couple months to get all the paperwork, you know, um, signed and made sure it was fully official. But Denmark, for some reason, I'm not sure why. Um, yeah, it was it was done quickly there. So we tried to look at a few venues there. There was a castle that was available, which was very beautiful. And, um, yes, yeah, so we got married at Kronborg Castle in June of last year. Yeah, right. Um, that would have been amazing. Like some of the photos that I've never been to Denmark, but it's on the to-do list. I was in Europe, but I've never quite got there. Stunning, stunning landscape. And, uh that would have been it amazing. Was, it was very beautiful. It was literally just the town, even Copenhagen itself. It was so cute and it was like you were in a fairy tale. Um, yeah, it was very, very beautiful country. Uh, did you have, did you get anyone over at all, like my parents or just completely just the two years? And- we, we let our immediate family know and a few close friends before we left, but we just wanted to do it, just us two. And then we had a party a few months after we got back home. We made sure we did a big celebration. It was less pressure for us. It was still a fun night. We had an amazing time. And yeah, people, our parents still got to do speeches. We got to celebrate with everybody back home, but we wanted the actual wedding just to be just us two. Yeah, fair enough. I, a couple of friends of mine were supposed to tie the knot uh, mid-2020. Obviously, they couldn't. Then they rescheduled for late 21, couldn't do it again. We're only able to do it in November last year. And like, so really doing what you did, less chance of having to cancel and whatever else so i think at the time like it was probably a good decision and you got it done and had a party when you could that's awesome yeah Yeah. we're very very happy with how it all went off because obviously with that little planning i was a bit nervous um if things weren't going to go to plan or nothing was going to work out but it literally went so smoothly i like i couldn't be happier with how it turned out that's awesome now on the show you get across all three of your shows, you get to work with some amazing guests. Some notable ones, like just speaking about Spice Girls, Mel B. Or was it? No, sorry, Mel C, you've had on. Mel C, uh, yes. Mel C, you've had on. You've had Osher Gunsberg, of course. You've had umpteenth amount of musical guests. You've had uh, people with amazing stories. You've you've had a plethora of people. Um, who was someone that you actually had a really good time talk, organising and talking to? Like who's one of the more notable guests you've had on the show so far, in your opinion? Mm. Um, yeah, there is a lot of amazing guests that come through. I guess my favorite one from a producing point of view that I was really happy about getting was, um, Julia Gillard, obviously former prime minister. Um, she came on, I believe a couple of years ago now, but it just didn't work out with, it started off, you know, not working out with the scheduling. We couldn't make it work. Um, had a few rejections and then just the persistence. I, you know, was being that squeaky little wheel and, you know, finally got her on. And that was, I felt like a good achievement for me. I was like, oh yes, you know, we really wanted her as a guest and she was amazing when she came on. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a fun little win. Just being that persistent person trying to keep, you know, pushing without being annoying. 
um, which is yeah. the key um, to get her on. So that was my favorite. It's like, how do you, how do you go, but walk between that fine line of showing eagerness. Yeah. And obviously you've done it. So congrats. Yeah. She, she was actually quite funny. I thought, um, I think it was just after the release of a book she brought out, wasn't it? I think, or a speech yeah, she, she was doing or something. She, she brought out a book, I think on women in leadership. Um, and she, yeah, she's got a great sense of humor, obviously was dragged through the media during her time as prime minister, which was very unfair. Um, but she's got a great personality. And even if you don't like her views, um, it was awesome that we had a female prime minister and hopefully we have many more in the future. Yeah. I hope so too. So going forward, um, what are some of the, what, what can we expect later on this year? Have you got anything majorly planned line up for later in the, in the year or you can't really say too much? For Matt and Alex? Yeah. I, it's, it's hard with Matt and Alex because we, we are a daily show. So a lot of the planning happenings kind of in the short term, but I'm hoping this is not confirmed at all and not planned, but I would love it if we did another live show later down in the year. Um, that is not planned at all. And we have not organized anything yet, but that would just be a nice little um, dream for me. We usually do try and do one live show a year and they're always yeah. so much fun. Um, so that would be awesome. We'd get another one. Well, that was um, that was the first time I met, I met you in, oh, I met Matt and Alex one briefly, but I met yourself in person. Was it the one year celebration at the comedy, the comedy Republic there? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, that was funny. Was it at uh, that one or was, was it at the AGM? Sorry, it was the AGM. Sorry. I, yeah. That was the one at the comedy Republic. And mm-hmm. you've had, so you had the one year, You've had the AGM. You've had the fairy schnitz as well. Yes. Um, is it the is it difficult to logistically line something like that up as well? I would imagine it would um, be more so than it. Yes, <laughs> it can be a bit challenging sometimes. Um, it helps that Alex um, ran, uh, who still runs Comedy Republic, so that was very helpful that we knew the owner of the venue. But yeah, that sort of stuff is always a little bit more challenging when. You have people coming, people are buying tickets to um, see a live show and, yeah, getting everything done logistically. It is a bit more challenging than a normal everyday um, normal show that we do. Yeah, look, that last question one was very amateurish. I do apologise. I've had a more to think about this next one, so hopefully it comes across <laughs> better. Um, now, as you wake up every morning and um, you mm-hmm. might check the inbox for the, for the Instagram, do you ever – are you ever in awe of some of the shit that people write in suggesting? Like, is it always like a laugh a minute? Like what are some of the wackiest things that people have requested? Are you allowed to say? The the listeners are, yeah, very, very funny. And some of the things that they send through either for like talk back or even just sometimes they send reels that they think the guys would find funny and I just get the opportunity to take a look first. Um, yeah, they're very funny and everyone has, I guess, a similar sense of humour if they like the show and it's always, I, I find it really enjoyable going through the inbox and sorting out all the all the fun comments that come through. Um, yeah, I just, if you're on the socials, like every day there's a story posted, when have you ever... You know, I think one was like, one of you ever been sold short? One of you ever, you know, had an awkward moment? It's pretty cool. Is it hard to sort of consistently come up with content on a daily basis? Like, or is it because you're all so creative, it's it's effortless? Some days are easier than others. And it's good because it is it is a very big team effort. So the guys are always bringing in content from their personal lives. I'll try and chime in with 
more topical content that's happening um, in the news or out in the world or things I've seen on TikTok. And um, okay. yeah, so fish. it's good. <laughs> yes. So it's good that um, there is a team effort and everyone does pitch in. So that makes it a little bit easier. It's not always left to just one person. Um, and yeah, it helps that the guys lead very interesting lives and end up in some wacky situations, I guess, more often than you'd expect people to be. Yeah, well, if it's not Alex, you know, with his political campaign, like it's the stories he's told, like it must be, you know, he's, he's, you can tell in his voice how humbled he was by some of the responses he had or Matt's umpteenth stories of him moving back to Brisbane. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, but they're a laugh a minute, those guys, and they were both incredibly kind, uh, just like you are as well. Like it's no wonder why that it's a day, like it's a very enjoyable way to start every day. So when I do my, I do a new roster now. So I do seven, 12 hour shifts. And what I'll do is I'll go a week without listening and charge them up on USB so I can listen to them all at once. And then oh, awesome. on the way, on the way to work, I'll listen to that week, if that makes sense. So while I'm mm-hmm. off, I don't listen when I, anyways, like I, I like to catch my fix and like I can speak on behalf of many when I say like, thank you very much for the content that you guys have created so far and also on your other shows as well. Um, because like I, I just do this very amateurishly and I know how it can be difficult to sort of make schedules work, especially when you're trying to coordinate with people overseas or on ridiculously busy schedules and you make it seem effortless. And I think not enough um, accolades go to those who are, responsible for creating and making awesome shows like that one so like i thank you for all that you've done so far well that is way too kind (laughs) thank you so much that is very very sweet that's all right i've actually the last few weeks i've spoken to uh some people behind the scenes like working in the in the industry as well so um two weeks ago i spoke to Randall winston he's a exec producer on the show um like shrinking um he was Mm -hmm. on uh, scrubs uh, he's been involved with ted lasso as well and like just some of the stories and i think it's been really really good speaking to producers and and stuff because you know everyone generally knows the stars of the show and no one stops to think about the production side of things and like it those are the stories like yours that i've wanted to speak to you for a while and thank you for putting that with me annoying you for so long like it's i know it's only shedding a little bit of light into it but i think it's um that's what people should hear and everyone has been extremely receptive as I'm sure they will be to this one as well. Um, if you could, so long-winded question, but if you could or sort of from yourself say something to the fans of your show, what would you like to say from your perspective? Um, well, thank you again for your kind words um, and, and a thank you to everyone that does listen, like a lot of um, effort goes into making the show and we are just happy that people enjoy it every day. So it's lovely when they get involved and it feels like a real community with Matt and Alex as well, where the listeners are involved in the show and they make it just as funny as as the team does, um, providing their stories and input. And it's, yeah, it's a nice community. It's a good feeling. And yeah, just a massive Thank you to everyone who spends their time. There's so many podcasts that people can listen to at the moment. As you know, there's a hey, everyone has one. There's heaps to choose from. And it's, yeah, very, very nice and humbling when people choose the ones that you help create. And uh, like I guess when you're uh, a few of the guys I've spoken to do pods, don't often check the analytics and stuff. But when, it's when you get 
that one nice review or that one that you weren't completely expecting. It's like, you know what? This is exactly why I do it. Um, and, you know, I would I like to get in the industry full-time? Yeah, but this this combination i got with the mines in here, it's working for me at the moment. But if anyone uh, would be uh, – because like, a few people that I know would be looking to get into – like to doing it full time, what would you say to those people who might be on the cusp of trying something new and giving the entertainment industry a go? Would you have any advice for them? You definitely have to have a little bit of hustle to you. You need to be asking people, like just putting your hand up for anything and asking, um, asking people for opportunities. Again, like we spoke about earlier, without being annoying, you can be persistent. Um, and I think, yeah, just making sure that people know that you're keen and you're interested in in having a go and trying out is the best way to do it. So you can get experience as as you're doing now, as I was doing as well a few years ago, like in community stations or there's free, like ways you can build up your resume and build up your experience without having a full-time role in the industry as well. So I just think, yeah, being persistent and and having a go at different things. So you think spinning many plates would, would ultimately help, but as long as your people can see you having a go and, um, yeah, you'll be well on your way to achieving something great by the sound of things. Totally. And, and getting in front of the right people as well. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a balancing act of letting people know you're keen and you're interested and, and putting your hand up and also not bombarding them, you know, every day or every week with the same old, same old stuff. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's – and sometimes it's just being lucky and, like, in the right place at the right time. Yeah, well, 100%. I mean, every – so I've probably spoken to a dozen people who are creators, quote-unquote, behind the scenes will say just – but you say, but they've all said similar things to yourself. Um, yeah, persistent, try new things. If it doesn't work, try something else. And if you if you have the the drive, the ambition, then the rest will follow. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, I'll, I know your time is short, and I wrap it up shortly. But like, is there anything that you'd like to go over, or is there anything that you'd like to close out on at all? Or um, no, just just thank you so much, and it's been awesome to have you involved in the show as well, and. I'm glad we got to sit down and have a nice little chat. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm sorry it took me so long to get my shit together, but um, you know, it's I've I've just moved. I just bought a house and I've just I've, I've moved. Oh, months did ago you? That's orange. awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm in the little quote unquote podcast studio. Um, I was finally in orange. Got, yeah, in orange. Yep. Sweet. I um I spent twelve months in a share house. Uh, uh, I can't believe I'm about to share this story with you. And it was soul crushing because my friend put me up, and he's uh. His nan moved in about mm, six months before I'd moved out. And, like, she's got a good heart, but when you're forced to live with someone else's nan and they're just they're lonely and you can't help them, it's, it's difficult to manoeuvre. So just to have my own yeah. space back again, um, you know. But and, you feel like a new man now. Oh, I'm still that same balding idiot, <laughs> but <laughs> I just have more space to myself. <laughs> oh, amazing. But like, yeah, it's been a crazy change, but I don't regret it. I mean, it brought me my first home and I've made some new friends and it's it's been a crazy 12 months, I'll be honest. And what's and what's next for you in the next 12 months? What are you hoping to achieve? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm hoping more people listen to this. I'd actually like to get it on more platforms if I could and like get better at what I do. Um, I like to make it be our sound better. And so still be in the minds for the long term. I, I enjoy doing that for now. And but yeah, I'd like to be able to do this more often and possibly monetize it later on down the track somewhere. It'd be nice. Yeah, perfect. Um, 
how I do that, I've got no idea. But for now, I'll just keep interviewing people like yourself who um, I, I say, I've said it previously to people like I not only am I thankful because time is the one currency you can't give back. And if anyone is kind enough to give me a smidgen of theirs, then like I am forever grateful. Like obviously I'm a fan of what you do and the fact that you've taken the time to chat to this idiot um, it means the world to me. So like, thank you, honestly. I can't praise the world enough. And everyone should go out and listen to Matt and Alex. You can find it wherever you get podcasts. I guarantee it'll be plenty of laughs. Oh, thank you so much, Mitch. This has been so much fun. No worries. And as always, if anyone has a cool story, feel free to write in. See you in the next one. Bye for now.